Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. Lauren, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny because we're doing Misery finally from 1990, um, if you hadn't guessed. But I I feel like I'd seen scenes, but I have not seen this movie. It's, I, yeah, um, I'm, um, I'm uh, curious to hear what you think because I, I, I love this movie. Like, first of all, Kathy Bates, like, Kathy Bates forever. Like, I fucking love that bitch. I love her so oh much. I know. I love her. And yeah. every time when I, I didn't realize it was James Caan. So when I was watching it, I was like, fucking Sonny? Oh. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just see him as Sonny from The Godfather. Um, yeah. So it's, like, really funny when he was, like, crawling around on the floor and everything. I was just like, damn, Sonny. Sonny's down bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sonny is down so bad. Um, you know, like, and I was like, oh, man, this is crazy to see. And then also I was really interested seeing that there was, like, a laundry list of people that said no to, to James Conn. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they were like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really, really crazy. I was just like... I was like, she seems so sweet and kind. Like, she seems crazy, but, like, it doesn't seem kind of obvious, ha- like, what kind of crazy she is. I know yeah. it's gonna, something's gonna happen, but I can't tell you, like, how it's gonna come out. And I text you, like, she seems real nice. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. You're like, you'll know. <laughs> and I think within, like, three minutes is when she, like, totally, like, had switched into a different personality. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're in crazy town. We just pulled in the station. <laughs> The, the the cursing Paul there I said it <laughs> I know it's like it's just well he's like what a, <laughs> it it has no nobility when I go into town do I say hey Wally give me a pound of that effing pig feed and give me ten pounds of that bitchly cow corn and when I go to the bank do I say hey Miss Bollinger here's one big bastard of a check give me some of your Christing money. <laughs> I literally, like, within 15 minutes of her being on screen, I was like, oh, yeah, this bitch needed the Oscar. And I know Charles (laughs) is going to tell me what the competition was that year because this was a shocking, like, year. That's amazing that she won the lead actress. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, this is probably one one of my favorite years in, like, Oscars history just because um yeah we did this one we did 1990 i think i hadn't seen misery so i don't think i may have take i don't know if i kept her in there i might have um so uh the other nominees that year were angelica houston for the grifters julia roberts for pretty woman oh that's an upset i feel like people definitely thought julia roberts make it that think that julia roberts was sort of like the popular favorite but I, i'm not sure how much of a chance she actually had of winning exactly. oh okay um i um um meryl streep was also nominated for postcards from the edge oh, well. um, which oh is, i want to see that isn't that the one that has a uh, who else is in it so it um it has so it has shirley mclean in it yeah. based on Mother, but it's based on carrie fisher and did debbie reynolds oh isn't that the 90s that is the yeah, idea. Yeah. It's like 1990 yeah. or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. We can do that. Cool. And then, and then the last nominee was Joanne Woodward for Mr. and Mrs. Bridge. Oh, that's a tough category. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Joanne Woodward might have been the like the only person who could have like had a chance to to like upset Kathy Bates. Damn. Um, just because, like, I think that she was. Um, you know, she had won an Oscar before, but it was like in nineteen 
it was like in 1956 or 1957 for the Three Faces of Eve. Oh, um, so so I I could easily see a scenario in which they would be just like you know what it's been a while you know and we love Joanne Woodward you know and she is Paul Newman's wife you know I I I, I can see where they'd be like let's give her a second Oscar. Well, so, they gave anyway. Paul Newman that like kind of consolation Oscar like they kind of end up doing where like he yeah. didn't get any of the Oscars for like I think he got it for something in the eighties that well, he did. He, well, he won in the '80s for the movie *The Color of Money*, but that was a sequel to to *The Hustler* that was made in like the early, the early '60s. Yeah, and like he didn't get anything for like, isn't he in *The Sting*? Yeah, he was in *The Sting* with he Robert nom- Redford, right? Yeah, he was in *The Sting*. He was nominated for *Cat on a Hot Tin Roof*. Um, you know, like, you know, like that 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 that's that's I think that's based on a Tennessee Williams play, and that's one where Elizabeth Taylor's like. <laughs> I feel like a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> yeah. um, that's actually a good one. I think we had to read the play in school. I know we read Tennessee Williams. Yeah. <laughs> but not like that fucking Pearl. God damn. That fucking oh, Steinbeck. That, I'm sorry. That, I'm not a Steinbeck fan for those who out that, there are, but. I remember that was the first book we we like read in seventh grade, mm-hmm. like for lit class, like the first one of lit, like the entire year. It was torture. And, I know, and then we had to do like that mock trial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was and, awful. And like I, and like I, th- I, th- I think I played like a witness who was who was like brought in, like sworn in, and um, like our classmate T- Tiffany played played the prosecutor. Um, That's who was, like, so tracks. <laughs> That's so who, tracks. Who was like trying to get? Because I remember Carlos played like the defendant you know of course um, and, and you know Tiffany was trying to get him like con- convicted and then I like brought in I totally forgot my lines and I like <laughs> I kind of like <laughs> forgot what I was supposed to do and I just honestly felt like um you know like she was trying to like just just credit me on, on the stand just like Marsha Clark so <laughs> <laughs> that's right because that was like literally a little bit after that mm-hmm. that was like the time that we'd kind of all seen like this really popular trial yeah it's so funny i don't re- i mean i remember that but i don't remember like my role in it if if at all i just like yeah i no. remember just the pearl though and i remember us doing like some kind of play or something yeah and then i think in eighth grade we had to read of mice and men so we did someone had like a hard on for steinbeck <laughs> i mean i mean you know i mean thanks mrs schneider <laughs> but... yeah right i mean it's at least we got to like you know read like romeo and juliet and like we got to read like I mean, cool shit like that i mean i think she didn't make up for it that one time when she was like you know what i'm not gonna teach today i'm, I'm gonna order chinese food for the entire class and we're just gonna watch a movie so. i know fuck yeah right? <laughs> like, fuck yeah those are like the best teachers <laughs> um so this is essentially like my first viewing oh this is directed by rob reiner like famous rob reiner who's also an actor son of carl reiner he was an all in the family directed what stand by me this mm-hmm. princess bride I- and a bunch of um, other things. You no, know, I always, I always got him confused with. I always got the the person Rob Reiner confused with the actor Dom DeLuise. Oh, kind of. they kind of look a little <laughs> like, in the same yeah. family, just a little bit. Yeah, and it is so really, they're so but, different people. <laughs> and I, I know, right? Because like I know that Dom DeLuise was, was like a supporting character in that movie All Dogs 
go go to, to heaven. The, literally plays, like, the most horrible film to show your children. It will scar mo- them. That movie destroyed me. Destroyed <laughs> me. That and Fern Gully destroyed yeah. me when I was like really young and I like took it really to heart and I was like, this is I kind of like felt like a bit of nihilism like enter my life whatever whenever I saw All Dogs Go to Heaven and also when I saw um also when I would see like also when I would see like Fight Club, there was a little yeah. bit of like, huh, nothing does mean anything, does it? <laughs> like I guess Did, we're all uh... kind of fucked. <laughs> Did uh, you ever see The Land Before Time? Uh-huh, because, that's uh, another one. <laughs> because that was that 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 movie in conjunction with All Dogs Go to Heaven just like wrecked me. They like, tried <laughs> to destroy us with, and they tried to like mask it in like animation. There are a yeah. lot of films that are kind of like not Disney, but like rogue Disney films that could be like categorized as it because it was like using the same animation techniques, but it was totally like these heavy ass movies that they like, I mean, obviously parents would probably take their kids to them sometimes. We were, like, at the age we were, like, we could rent it and see it at our yeah. on our own. But, like, a lot of them I deeply remember, like, being in, like, someone's basement and watching Ferngall and us being, like, shit, humans suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had Captain Planet, for God's sake. His whole motto was getting these kids together to help clean the earth because we are fucking horrible people that are ruining yeah. the earth. And it's, like... That whole like campaign was masked in an amazing cartoon called Captain Planet, which I don't know if that's streaming anywhere, but it's great. Like, yeah, um, yeah, I, I forget the premise, but there was like that. There, there wasn't there like an evil corporation that was always trying to like you know pour sludge into like uh-huh. you know, like you know poison the, the water supply. Yeah, <laughs> and like every kid had a different element and like a ring, and when they would put it all together, like Captain Planet would come out and like save the day, like yeah. save the day yeah. from pollution. And they do it. They're, he's like, I can't do it alone. You've got to go out there and take that paper cup and stick it in that recycle bin. <laughs> and, and and I'm trying to think. The 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 white American kid with red hair was like fire. Right? Fire. Yeah, they all like looked just like their like rings. It was like the Scandinavian kid was like water. <laughs> yeah, and then I think the girl from russia was like a wind or, or something and the kid that was from like south america was heart yeah <laughs> it was like heart <laughs> yeah they like, were all like yeah they were all like from different corners of the world somehow they were all together somewhere i was like for the heart kid i was like what do you do exactly like, yeah, like, <laughs> like what do you feel like why are you here i don't remember i need to like actually watch captain planet i'm sure it's on like youtube somewhere I actually yeah. really like that show. And now I, I think about it, it was a good brainwash. I, actually, th- I actually think he did have a, a really cool power because I think he was able to like connect with like animals and stuff. And like, oh, fuck yeah. That's pretty know, cool. Like kind of like, you know, like sync their like psyches and he could like feel what they were feeling and stuff like that. So oh, I was like, yeah. all right, I, I guess you do. Um, <laughs> you do have a purpose. Have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if they've ever rebooted Captain Planet. I'm sure they have. That would, I, mean, I, I, actually, I, I actually wouldn't mind a, a like live action one either. Like that'd be kind of cool. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Okay, this series was 1990 to 1996, and then and then there's that female villain who sort of she sort of reminded me of Sybil Shepherd, kind of. You know, <laughs> was there? I remember there was Gaia. I remember there was Gaia who was like their and, mother or something. Yeah, and then and and then there was like a big villain, and then he had like a female lackey with like blonde hair who looked exactly yeah. like Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that sitcom Sybil. Sybil. Yeah, that had Alicia oh. Witt. I think she oh was like God. the daughter. Oh my God, that was like so funny. It had like 
Christine Baranski in it. I, yeah, I, like, yeah, Christine Baranski. It was so good. My mom used to watch it along with like there were so many amazing like fe- we should do like a podcast on these like female centric sitcoms mm-hmm. in the nineties because there were so many that were great like Designing Women, Golden Girls, Empty Nest, yeah. um, the ones we just mentioned. Like they're just they're a bunch that were just like really niche tailored, and they had mm-hmm. so many women watching it. Like Murphy Brown was a big deal when she got pregnant on the show it was like yeah. a big deal that she was at work like pregnant and she was like working in a man's world and like they would make comments about it and she had all the different like assistants who'd be at her desk yeah yeah and it was just like she yeah, she had a lot of like great like running gags and stuff but yeah there yeah. are a lot of really great sitcoms living single one of my personal favorites oh my god it's great so like, good like, there's so many like female centered or like female i guess marketed to like uh sitcoms that were cool like all female casts and mm-hmm. men were like supporting casts which was pretty cool yeah so yeah um let's see so what are my other first impressions oh the stories by stephen king if we didn't mention that the book yes um people didn't know that this premiered november 30th 1990 and let's see my only other thing was that oh bunny from sex in the city playing the deputy's wife or the sheriff's wife slash deputy mm-hmm. um yeah i love sorry. her um when i found out I... that her she had a pet pig named misery that like took me out <laughs> I was, like, yeah. I was like not a pet pig that's in the house and why I, did you I, bring the barbecue in there you wanted him to light it in the house i thought he was like no i'm not gonna do it because we're inside <laughs> like <laughs> what why do you just I, why do you love to light fires like in an, in a room inside i i have to say that pig charmed the shit out of me like it's really cute it was really cute <laughs> and then she was even like laying on it when she was like reading like yeah. the manuscript it was like asleep and she was like just laying on it and petting it. I was like, if only pigs were like that, like calm. I feel like aren't they kind of like wild a little bit? Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it sort of depends on breeding. I'm 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 not, I'm not really um up to date on my <laughs> latest knowledge of pigs, but um, like okay, I, wait. So back to Captain Planet. I had no idea that Gaia, who's like the spirit of the Earth, was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg in seasons one through three. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking now and LeVar Burton is the one that um voices Kwame, who's the African character who has the power of Earth. Oh, um cool. so that's pretty cool. Oh, the guy from Heart is from Brazil. Mati. Okay. His name's Mati. Voiced by Scott Menville. Hmm. So no one else I recognize. And there's one that's like one girl from the Soviet Union, and then it's like then she turns to Eastern Europe. She has the power of wind. Another okay. one from Brooklyn, New York City. <laughs> That's Wheeler. That's the one with the red hair. He has the power of fire. Yeah. And then yeah. there's uh, G, which is from, she's from Asia, uh, controls water. And then okay. Monty from Brazil, power of heart. So yeah. if they're making a live action movie, then Wheeler would probably be played by KJ Apa, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or wait, who's the one who played the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers? Is that the guy from Stranger Things? It was the guy who was oh, Billy, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would, it'd probably be KJ Apa. It has to be Archie. Like who mm-hmm. else? They'd be like, "Hey, KJ, you got to dye your hair red again." <laughs> like, no. <laughs> he's like, I, I doubt he probably's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not dyeing my hair red again. I refuse. He's probably gonna go like the Austin Butler route. We're gonna see yeah. him in like four or five years, and he's gonna be doing some like crazy, like super dramatic biopic, like what's happening with Nate from Euphoria. 
how he's in yeah, uh, Priscilla, yeah. and everyone's like, everyone based off of a trailer is already saying that his performance is better than Austin Butler's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. It's just this, this is all on Twitter. I just see this discourse, and I I know nothing about it because I haven't seen Elvis, but I have been keeping up how people like keep clowning him for having that accent like three years after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny that like the guy from what's his I forgot the guy's name Jacob Elordi. That's his name. Oh um, yeah, that yeah, he's from Australia, and then he like mastered the Elvis accent like no problem, <laughs> and like comes in and just does it, and like I'm sure he probably does well, but it's about Priscilla, so I think oh, okay. he's just a side character that that will be in it. Interesting. Um, he's also in that movie Saltburn that I want to see. Oh, that's well, yeah, coming you, out with Barry Keegan. You sent me the trailer for that. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, like, like I want to see that. I think it should be out probably in november i think things are coming out and i think uh oscar buzz for zach efron i'm I'm hearing for that the iron what is it the one that's about the wrestling family oh right okay yeah there's a lot of like oscar buzz around him so this is going to be a kind of an interesting oscar season i think because we still have our boy killian who i'm definitely hoping gets a nomination which i think he will i'd love if he won because i thought oppenheimer was incredible but i have not seen the other one so to be fair Mm -hmm. Um, I think Joaquin might get nominated for Napoleon. I'm just thinking I, that off top. I can see that too. And then there's always like one or two performances that kind of come out of nowhere that mm-hmm. get in. You're like, wait, wait, what's that? You know, I feel like Zac Efron might be one of those. Yeah, might be because he hasn't been like in the public eye much. Well, like yeah, not well, in Hollywood. I mean, I mean, last year. I'm, I'm specifically thinking about last year when Paul when Paul. M- M- Mescal got nominated oh, for that's right uh, that movie what After is it like, Sun yes yes that's yeah right. and that's um, right. could you imagine so, if he had won the Oscar Timmy Chalamet would have like blown his top <laughs> I know right he would have that would have been it he would have been like twenty five yeah. but he would have been the youngest still haven't I'm still waiting for that um record to break still twenty nine. Yeah, um, from yeah. Adrian Brody. So yeah, I know like Chalamet's like, come on. I'm like, it ain't gonna be Wonka, dude. So sit the fuck down. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not gonna be what's gonna bring you over the line. And Leo, they're saying Leo might get nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, I think that's what it's called, the Scorsese one. That's like four hours without a fucking intermission. I've, I've decided I'm not going to see that. I'm. I, I'm no, just I'm gonna stream I, it. I, I just, I'm. I'm just not willing to commit to a four-hour <laughs> movie. You know, no, we already, it was a lot for Oppenheimer. I know, that I know. It was three, I, and we were like, okay, we're really, but like, you're not Christopher Nolan but at this point. Yeah. The last time you've had all this time, I feel like Scorsese hasn't used it effectively as he has been proven to do. Mm-hmm. The Irishman could have been a series. You could yeah. have broken that up and made it a miniseries because just the way that it was structured, it was it was too long. That was like three hours and like 20 minutes. That was a lot. And Wolf of Wall Street's three hours, but it doesn't feel like it because of the pacing. Um, Mm -hmm. It just kind of flies by. And something else that he did was like three. I think like um, The Departed is like pretty long. Like that's got to be like two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, it's it's at least two and a half hours. I don't think it's I don't think I think I don't think it's one of like his longest, but it's like a pretty sizable watch, I'd say. Yeah. So this one's being like 340. I was like, damn, dude, like that's a lot. I mean, even Lord of the Rings, when we had those like final ones, that was was a lot in the theater. I don't think they had intermissions. 
I don't think so either. Yeah, like in that that last, like all of those, the two towers, Return of the King, all that. I saw Return of the King in the theater, and I just remember it being like, I remember going to the bathroom because I was like, I, this is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like this battle will still probably be happening when I come back in like <laughs> three minutes because it's crazy. But yeah, um, let's see. So also, how long was he missing for from the accident to like the discovery to the sheriff? Um, I got into her house. How long was that? I think in the movie it was about four weeks, but I think in the novel it's like a little longer. I think it's about oh. two months in the in the in the novel. But oh, I, okay. They think that what we just watched it. This all took place over the period of about like a month. More okay. Or less. Yeah, I was wondering. I, at first, it looked like it was kind of getting warmer out, and I was like, "Are the seasons changing?" I was like, "Has he been here that long?" But then I was like, "No." And then I kept seeing snow, and I was like, "Okay, no." Like yeah. I, at first I thought it was going to be like spring and I was like, has he been here for like three months or like two months or something? But okay. So that's good to know that it was like a month. That's, that's what I kind of figured. I thought it was like six to eight weeks, but a month sounds about right. Um, and then this whole thing felt very Hitchcock, which I found out in the behind the scenes that Rob Reiner, like watched every Hitchcock film, which is evident. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, I, I, you can totally see it too. You mm-hmm. know, like, it was really um, cool. Yeah. It just like all takes place in one room. There's a very small cast. Yeah. You know? Um. It's neat. We're about to do. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is because you have to join the Patreon. But we're about to do a Hitchcock film for one of the October movies over on Patreon. So join that. And that's another one that's very like most of his films. I think are kind of like that. But like this one is literally in one room. Like it's a play. It feels yeah. like you're watching a play because it all kind of takes place in this one area, but it's cool. I mean, the characters are so like interesting, but it's just kind of cool. Like it's like you're a voyeur kind of yeah. like watching different than like the birds where mm-hmm. that one's like location, location. Like we keep going around this town. We're not like, we're inside, you know, certain places for a while, but you're still moving around. Yeah. Like the yeah. diner. I, I love that old woman. I can't wait to do the birds, but I love that old woman. She's like, I know those birds. Yeah. <laughs> She's like one and, of the like grouchy old women they always have in like these older like 60s films. <laughs> and there's that scene where she like is trying to light a cigarette and she's about to light it like 400,000 times and doesn't. And uh-huh. just like, you're just like, oh my God, light that goddamn cigarette. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like she's an icon i kind of love that woman she reminds me of like that woman in jaws who had the son who was like 14 but she was like 75 like it was was very strange she like reminds me of her it's kind of funny um and then also i sent you this really amazing family guy spoof that that they did misery and it was it was pretty like spot on it was kind of like the movie (laughs) like yeah boiled down into like two minutes it was hilarious i'll post it in the show notes because it's really funny um cool all right so let's move on to behind the scenes unless you have any okay i forgot to ask you when did you first see this movie um i'm trying to think i don't remember exactly but i think um in high school like early high school i started going th- going through a kathy bates phase oh um, cool i um i like i'd seen fried green tomatoes so i really loved her in that and then um i think the movie that got me hooked was this movie called primary colors that was ba- that was sort of like kind of sort of based on the clintons but it's about like you know a candidate who runs for election and you know there are like allegations of corruption stuff like that and like kathy bates i think plays either like a private investigator or like a 
um, like a, a political consultant or something. Oh, and, cool. Um, the character she plays in this movie is 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 gay, and there's this hilarious scene where she and this guy break into this other guy's office, and um, she basically points a gun at 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 his like testicles and says, mm. "Sir, I'm a gay lesbian woman. I do not mythologize the male sexual organ, so I'm gonna blow your nuts off." <laughs> <laughs> um, Good old Kathy Bates. <laughs> Um, and then, um, and then after, and, and then, um, I also really got into Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. Too. That's another one. That's a Stephen King one that you mentioned, uh, for us to do, which we will do on the pod, yeah, th- the movie. That's, um, that has a great cast too. It has like Kathy Bates, Jennifer, Jason Lee, Judy Parfit, David Strathairn. Um, oh, it um, cool. has like this, it has like that, this really great line where, um, Judy Parfit says to, um, Dolores played by Kathy Bates, an accident, Dolores, can be an unhappy woman's best friend. You know, and, um, and then she, she goes on to say, Dolores, sometimes you have to be a high, rotten bitch in order to make it in this world. And, and, and she says, in fact, sometimes being a bitch is all a woman has to hold on to. Oh, that's um, true and- tea right there. <laughs> that I like. If that hit everybody else the way it hit me, then yeah, that's that's truth right there. So I started thinking I was going through a like phase where I was just I I, I like wanted Kathy Bates all the time. I thought she was the greatest actress like ever, and then I like finally discovered Misery at some point. So, oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so- um, and then um, and then I read the novel um, like not um, like a few years later, and it's like it's the story is recognizable, but it's different like it's the same story it's the same beats more or less but it's it it's you know you find out more about paul you find out more about annie um and you know things don't go exactly according to what happens in the movie so it's still enough to like keep you interested and keep you on your toes so it's cool yeah oh also have you uh do you know a lot about audible this is not an ad for audible if people are thinking we're about to like break out into some kind of ad i'm actually Um, genuinely asking because the buffy like actual dramatic audio series is like through mm -hmm. audible but i just want to stream it do i have to like buy it in order to Um, listen to it um um i'm trying to think um because they're doing the voices like i heard like james marster's like yeah they're like doing the voices I'm not sure how they're doing it, if it's, like, all one recording or if they're breaking it up, but... I think they're breaking it up. I think they're separate, like, chapters or, like, stories or something like that, I think. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually deeply addicted to Audible, and I, um, listen to audiobooks at almost all all day at work, so... Oh, nice! um, Um, so, um, but I think, like, it's, like, a membership where you get, like, 1490... I think it's like about fourteen ninety nine a month, and then you get like one free credit to buy whatever book you want. Oh, um, so I could possibly just buy that. I think I saw there's a trial, and I was like, oh, "Well, okay. I'll get the trial just so I can just like listen to the story. If I want to buy it, then I can." But I just want yeah, to listen yeah. to the story. Cool, I'm gonna um, do that. That is, this is not an ad. I don't give a fuck if you want to use Audible or not. But there's a new Buffy uh, series where the actors who played their roles are coming back to play their roles i also think uh tara is producing it like amber oh, benson cool. i think or she's doing some mm-hmm. something behind the scenes as well but yeah i'm really excited just i want to listen to it because they're like drusilla 
like and yeah. spike like i was like oh my god this is so I, cool they're doing yeah this. I, I think almost everyone is in it except for buffy <laughs> like yeah just... i don't is xander i i didn't I see so. xander and i oh. didn't see allison hannigan oh, okay i okay. don't i mean think. okay but a lot of them are doing it emma caulfield uh giles yeah, yeah. giles is doing it uh yeah and like some other people but but I, yeah and spike is a big one charisma carpenter i think that andrew might be coming back to you and i like love oh him so i much. love andrew he's so funny <laughs> what's his name his name is tom lang i think tom link i think it's oh, link oh l-e-n-k yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's really funny so yeah i can't wait for that but yeah it's only on audible that's why i asked as i was like shit yeah this is not an ad for them i don't give okay. a fuck so um <laughs> slayer's a buffyverse story it's a um it, uh, the total recording is eight hours and two minutes. Oh okay. Um, a, a, original cast members from the beloved series. A decade has passed since the e- epic battle that concluded Buffy the Vampire Slayer in parentheses TV. The oh, game okay, scene... so not the comics. We're forgetting yeah. about okay because yeah they had the comics that came out. The game changing spell that gave power to all potential slayers persists, with new slayers constantly emerging. Things are looking grim for the bad guys. Rebellious <laughs> vampire Spike, James Marsters, is working undercover in Los Angeles with his old pal Clem. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. I did see that he was in it. When, when he meets feisty w- rookie slayer in, in, Indira, um, Leia De Leon Hayes, who wants Spike to be her mentor, um, stakes intensify as Cord- as Cordelia Chase, Charisma Carpenter, emerges from an alternate reality where she alone is the Slayer. Oh my and, god! And Buffy Summers d- doesn't exist. Cord- Cordelia enlists Spike's help with a classic big bad terrorizing her world. Her ex, <laughs> um, Dris- Dris- Drusilla J- J- Juliet Landau, Giles Anthony Head. Anya, Emma Caulfield Ford, Jonathan, Danny Strong, and Tara Amber Benson also return, but through the years in the vastness of the multiverse, not everyone is who they used to be. Slayers, a Buffyverse story, is written and directed by Amber Benson and Chris Golden, and co-directed by Casey Wayland. So, yeah. So, no Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah, I guess. How were they able to use their characters and still, I, I wonder. I mean, I, I guess Joss doesn't own the rights totally. So. To the char- yeah. yeah, he probably, maybe he does on film. Maybe they can do an audio series because that's different than mm-hmm. like on film. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to it because I want to know. So it's like multiverse kind of. Okay. Yeah. I understand that only because of Marvel and I have to catch up on Loki, but. Loki's really great this year. If anybody uh, is watching oh, Loki sweet. season two, it's really good. Um, I just love Tom Hiddleston. I I love him and I love that character. Like I love what he does with that character yeah. so much. It's just so good. Um, okay, so yeah, let's talk behind the scenes then. I guess it's already okay. like thirty minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, so apparently everyone and their and their. Mother was offered the role of Paul Paul, Paul Sheldon. Literally um, everyone. Um, that includes Jack Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty, Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Richard Dreyfus, Harrison Ford, which I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, oh, that would have been cool. I also wouldn't uh, mind Robert Redford. I mean, same. Um, also, 
also Morgan Freeman, Mel Gibson, Gene, Gene Hackman, which I, I, I mean, in terms of eye candy, no, but I think that he could also, Gene Hackman could also do a really good job too. Um, in terms of eye candy, I mean, in terms of eye candy, well, De Niro, I would take yeah. uh, definitely uh, Redford. I love it says William Hurt twice. Yeah. <laughs> like he said no, and they asked him again, and he was like no. Michael Douglas, if there's not an erotic scene in it, Michael Douglas is no good for this. <laughs> like, yeah. It's 1990. He's coming off of Fatal Attraction, like, although he probably wants to do, like, other stuff, but nah. Um, I mean, I, I actually I, I actually thought that um, James Conn, like, kind of, um, like, played, like, an opposite to Annie Wilkes, like, so well. Like, there are some, like, genuinely, like, hilarious moments. Yeah. When just, just, like, the expression on his face I thought was, like, priceless. <laughs> i know when he sees the gun his face he's yeah. like, oh. i hope he just plays along after a while it's kind of funny so um based on her performance in this movie stephen king specifically wrote the novel dolores claiborne with kathy bates in mind and of course she Can ended you imagine? up playing that's so cool yeah so I'm, i mean everyone just loves kathy bates um in 2015 this was turned into a broadway play um, and uh, the Annie part was paid, played by Laurie Metcalf, and the Paul Sheldon part was played by Bruce Willis. <laughs> she must have definitely taken inspiration when she played, uh, spoiler alert, Scream 2, uh, 10 <laughs> seconds, if you haven't seen it, when she played the killer in Scream 2. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, psychotic. The way that she was, like, he was, like, Mickey's, or no, Billy's mother. <laughs> she, like, pops out with those crazy eyes and shit. Um... So, uh, Stephen King has said that Annie Wilkes is, like, his favorite character to write for, just because, you know, she basically has, um, you know, she basically is just, you know, she's just, like, so up and down and side to side, just insane. Um, yeah. That, you know, you can basically do whatever you want with her, and it's just, like, fun to see this, like, someone go from, who's, like, you know, turns, who is, like, super sweet and, you know, just, like, you know, just, like, kind of adorable you know, and mm-hmm. just turns into this, this like sadistic, like you know, like you know, you know, like you know, like you know, like psychopath. Um, she was so cute. I was like, I like Annie. She's cute and harmless. I was like, I'm just waiting for this shoe to drop. And you know, I have to say, I think Annie's like, it's like an underrated fashion icon too. I was gonna say, I love how she dresses like a 1990 like one art teacher. Yeah, <laughs> or or a kindergarten teacher. It's very like yeah. smock dress with the thick knit. Like it's it's very much Burlington Coat Factory. It's like yeah, very it's like it's so like comforting. Like mm-hmm. she just seems like she'll serve you like really really good like milk and cookies. Like really good cookies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, un- un- unfortunately, we saw some of her cooking, and she uses spam a lot. So oh, I, mean, I don't know. God. <laughs> yeah, that food did not look um, cool. Although she did look really cozy in her bed with those Cheetos bag and like a soda. <laughs> I was watching. I, I rel- I relate to that scene so hard. So much. <laughs> I, I actually wrote, like, I love, I kind of love Annie in some ways, but obviously not <laughs> all in some ways. I kind of like um, So, uh, Stephen King has notoriously not liked some of some of his um, past adaptations from novel to screen. Yeah, he so didn't he like only... The Shining, right? No, he, he, he didn't. Um... And so he only agreed to sell the rights if Rob Reiner was um, going to be producer or director because Reiner had directed Stand By Me. So, mm-hmm. and I think that he really 
like that. Um, oh yeah, I mean that movie was great. So uh, apparently, Kathy Bates was the first um, person to win Best Actress for either a horror or th- thriller movie. Um, Has or, anyone um, since? Well, yeah, yeah, because then the next year, Jodie Foster won for Silence of of the of, of, oh. of Lands, oh, and yeah, then yeah. Um, she's also a villain like, too, which is interesting. Yes, she wins. Yes. A, she's not the protagonist, like because Jodie Foster's obviously like she's the good guy. So like she did a great job, but it's really interesting that the first person that wins is someone playing a villain. And now we have like Joaquin who's winning for playing Joker. Like yeah. same with Heath Ledger. Like, <laughs> but it's kind of funny that the lead ones like it's you would think it would be the protagonist that's just kind of like how you would think but it's interesting mm-hmm. that the, the villains get nominated yeah yeah um well this is um as as i said before this is probably one, one of my favorite years in terms of like um people who won because jeremy irons also won for reversal of fortune where he plays klaus oh, von Bülow. yeah, yeah was, i remember was, watching that movie <laughs> <laughs> um and like there's that great scene at the end where he like breath i think like he's like in a drugstore and the clerk behind the desk recognizes him on the front page of like the, the oh, newspaper. Yeah, the newspaper. And then, and then he like turns to her and he says, "I'd like to buy some insulin." And then he like stops and he's he's just like, "Just kidding." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should do that. What year was that? Ninety. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can sneak it in. Nice. Um, and then um, and then of course this was also the year that Whoopi Goldberg won for Ghost. Oh um, shit! I have not seen. Ghost. And this is this is also the year that Joe Pesci won for Goodfellas. So oh damn, nineteen ninety was a stacked year. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the end of a of a decade and the beginning of the next are probably have the most like radical film, just because things like really shift. Like usually, mm-hmm. like everything around you, like the culture is kind of like looking forward to the next decade and what's it going to be visually, what's it going to look like, what are our things going to be? Because all these amazing movies came out in 89 and in 90 so that was like the turning of like the 90s and then 99 was a crazy year 99 and 2000 was just a nuts year for films like it was just we had like lord of the rings was starting to come out we had like i think something like near there like harry potter i think was really early too i think yeah like i I think that um i think that like in 2000 like that was year that like uh like traffic came out and like um american you know, beauty american beauty and like you know, crouching tiger yeah. Dragon and, american um, psycho yeah like you had all these like really like <clears throat> fight club was 99 but you had all these like really interesting takes on like what the world was going to be like yeah in the um, future so according to the producer and or director kathy bates was the first and only choice to play annie but that said, here's a list of people who they also can con- 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 considered. Um, so, um, oh so yeah, who else is going to play Annie? So apparently, they offered the role to Bette Midler, um, which I actually would love to see. Um, like, she has you, like she's doing like a soft shoe in front of you while you're strapped to a fucking bed. She's like, like working out material. Like, like, can you imagine a version of Misery where it's like Bette Midler and like Harrison Ford? <laughs> oh my god that'd actually be pretty good can you imagine like a bodyguard movie with like bet midler and harrison ford <laughs> yeah bet midler's like the singer and, and harrison ford's the bodyguard <laughs> well i think they should reverse roles i think harrison ford should be the singer and bet midler should be the bodyguard, <laughs> the bodyguard. <laughs> oh my god that would be so oh, um, we should do the bodyguard too oh i, I love that 
Oh, it's it's great because it actually has a um. We, we should we should probably do that during like around Oscar season because I think like the last like fourth quarter of the movie like takes place at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, we should. What is that? When are wait? When are the Oscars this year? Because of SAG, they're striking. Think, oh, so they don't, are they going to even oh. have a a ceremony, or are they just going to like same with the Emmys? They're just going to like announce yeah, who gets it, sure. and they're not having a show. Um, I uh think that um I think they're usually in, like February or March. So, oh, cool. I mean, okay, we'll bookmark that for them. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, apparently, Bette Midler was really upset that she turned this role down, and has since called that dis- she called herself stupid for not for not taking this role. Oh, and wow. Apparently, okay. apparently, she had to turn it down because she was busy fi- filming the movie uh, scenes from a mall with Woody Allen. So, oh, okay. Um, and um, Ooh, like you I chose th- Woody Allen over Rob Reiner. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I, th- I think Woody Allen was just an actor in this movie. I don't think he was directing. Oh, so, okay. Um, so apparently they off- also offered it to Angelica Houston, but she had to turn it down because she was busy filming the Grifters. Um, oh, that's what she got it nominated for mm-hmm. too. Um. Um, uh, one person who they offered it to that I'm actually very intrigued by is Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, um, I read that she really wanted it. Yeah, yeah. That's um, interesting. They apparently all also offered it to Roseanne Barr and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> so. That's weird. So I wonder if like studios offered it to them because it because it said that like the author and all the director and everybody they always wanted Kathy Bates. So maybe they yeah. didn't. I think maybe the studio was like, eh, I don't know. Let's they, get someone like else. They, and then they, I think they're like, no. I mean, I think they probably always wanted Kathy Bates, but they're just like, well, we should at least like see other people just in case it doesn't. Yeah. Work, oh, maybe. You know? Yeah. Um, so um, Annie says the phrase, oh, Paul, 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul. Yeah, she's so, like, calming, but, like, ugh. Um, so in her Oscar acceptance speech, Kathy Bates said the line, uh, quote, I w- would like to thank J- J- Jimmy Kahn and apologize publicly for the ankles. <laughs> Oh, um, that was I actually put my hands like over my my face for like a good like ten minutes. Yeah, like I, I feel would... like that feeling like didn't leave me when I saw that block. And at first, I thought she knocked his foot off. I yeah. didn't know that she was just going to break his ankles because they didn't show. But then I was like, no, there'd be tons of blood. Like if that happened, it would be crazy. You can't knock the foot off like well, that. But I mean, you might I mean, be able to. It was a big sledgehammer. I... At least he got to keep both of his feet in this in this movie, which he didn't get to keep in the novel. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's what I was gonna say. In the novel, he she like cuts them off, right? I th- I think she cuts off one of his feet. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, Jeez. Um, yeah, that's why I was like, Ooh. so. Um, Sim King has said that this novel is basically an analogy about his struggles with addiction, and you should think of like. You should sort of think of like Annie and Paul as like two voices inside the same head, you know, of like one person trying to escape and get clean, and the other mm-hmm. person's like, "No, Paul, you can't escape." You know, you know, I'm oh. the one fan. <laughs> That's interesting um, that they left out. I I was also reading too that in the novel, like the pills that she gives him are some kind of like codeine, and then while mm-hmm. he's there, he becomes addicted to them when he was trying to get off of them back in his regular life. 
and then he ends up addicted and then then like the withdrawals and like actual things that have to do with substance abuse are actually in the book but they weren't in that part of the movie like there wasn't like a part where he was like you didn't know that he was on any substance yeah that he needed any yeah that that's just sort of makes sense in terms of in terms of like a storytelling standpoint like they probably couldn't get that all in you know like easily it's another layer that you have to like deal with in the story yeah um, and then my last thing for behind the scenes is that Kathy Bates was really disappointed that there is a scene that they left out of the novel where, God, where, Annie, where Annie kills a police officer by running him over with a ride on lawnmower. <laughs> Wait, so instead of shooting him, is it the same guy or it's a different one? The um, sheriff or no, it's like I, another No, person? I don't know. I don't know if that if uh, the sheriff's character is in the novel. Um, oh, okay. But I think it's like similar, where like a police car drives up, and then like Paul like wa- like breaks a window and like waves to him, and then oh. like the like cop sees sees him and is just like, "Holy shit, it's you!" And then apparently Annie then comes over the hill riding on her lawnmower and basically rides over <laughs> the officer. Oh, shit. <laughs> Instead of like literally blasting with a shotgun in like the fucking mid, like the yeah, middle yeah. of his body, like I don't even know it was everything. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> no, like so much of what happened where I'm like, okay, he's gonna get out. Okay, he's snooping around. Okay, she's fucking crazy. We got it. And knew she was killing people or babies, it seems. And I was like, all right, I know she's fucking nuts. Like, how's he gonna get out? Getting back in the room, getting back in the bed. And then I was like, that fucking penguin motherfucker. <laughs> you, 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 thank God you caught it. <clears throat> Didn't completely break. Or you'd be really yeah. fucked. I mean, but if, she if caught it, had, it though. I mean, I mean, you know, that, that stuff bounces. I'm sure, I'm sure it would have been fine. <laughs> so. It might not have been. Then, or I mean, what if you had to like glue it back together? <laughs> that would have been kind of nuts. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's all you got for behind the scenes? Yes. Cool. Alrighty. Well, all the technical shit. IMDb gives us a 7.8 out of 10, which I thought was kind of low for IMDb. Cause this is kind of, kind of regarded as one of those, I don't know, massive films of the nineties. Mm-hmm. So I was a little shocked about that. Rotten Tomatoes gives this a 91%. So that's the critics and then audience is 90%. So yeah, this is like pretty kind of like high up on most like AFI lists and kind of like standard nineties films i feel like this yeah. is kind of up there yeah um budget was 20 million which i wonder if that had to do with like location and just like shooting in the snow and granted they weren't they were outside a fair amount like yeah. they had you yeah. know like it wasn't just in the house so they did have to have like the you know the cameras and like all that stuff behind the cars they... he was flying on that mustang in the beginning i was like dude you should slow down <laughs> Yeah, this they, is like not the car for that. <laughs> they like they like did have that um scene with with the helicopter, and then they also shot in New York too. So I mean, yeah, you know, I, I can see how it you know like it doesn't seem like it a like high budget movie. But I can see, see, see where it all went. Yeah, so. and James Caan probably wasn't cheap because he was in the fucking Godfather. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he wasn't was he nominated for anything? Did I James Caan so. ever win an Oscar? I don't think he ever won, but I think he was nominated for The Godfather. Oh, for The Godfather he was? Let's yeah. see. Let's see. Nominated for one Oscar. I think that Yeah, I think supporting. God- I think The Godfather was the year that Cabaret also came out and or came out and just kind of like slaughtered the the, the Godfather and won everything. <laughs> so shit, man. That's kind of funny. But no, he was I, also I, nominated I, for a Golden Globe too. Oh, okay. For the yeah, Godfather. I, th- I, th- I think there were like three people nominated in like 
um, for Best Supporting Actor, and like three of them were for The Godfather. Then it was Joel <laughs> Gray for Cabaret, and he ended up winning. So, oh my like... god! Now I'm I'm glad that we did that. Um, if everyone wants to listen to, we did like a we rewrote the '90s Oscars. We like put own people in like different care- categories and stuff. The full episodes on the Patreon, but most of, like half of it is on the the main feed a few months ago. And we were like writing all these different things in, and then now I like really really understand and appreciate the supporting category because it's like mm-hmm. the most wild card it's like yeah. the one that's like it could be anything like i know that ryan gosling is gonna get a nomination this year because it's so yeah. fucking random and he stole barbie i'm sorry hot take but i thought no, he, he was kinda, i thought he kind of stole barbie but like it was it was so funny now that i look at him it's always like like you said that guy from cabaret ends up winning it's always like someone really random that wins yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool um box office was 61.3 million so yeah this was like a pretty big film oh wow i have to say yeah it's like and it's referenced a lot there's a simpsons episode like i mean like we said earlier this family guy like there are a lot of different things i wonder too this might be like kind of weird and maybe this is just me overthinking it but i wonder if the band paramore does this have anything to do with them because they have that song like i'm in the business of misery Oh, maybe. And then, like, um, the song's called Misery Business, and I know that that's what him and his agent, they're, like, talking about, like, Misery as the character, but, like, he's like, I don't know, I don't want to write this. And she's like, no, Misery's a good business. It's the best business to be in. I was like, is that just a coincidence, or am I just reading? I don't... If anyone knows out there, I don't actually know. But I like Paramore, but I don't know that much about them. Um, Yeah, just when I was just searching for Misery stuff on YouTube, the first, one of the first things that came up was a Maroon 5 song, and I was like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah same i couldn't find that much information on it like i was trying to find like an honest trailer or maybe there just wasn't much drama some movies just didn't really have i mean there's a little bit of drama i have a little bit of drama written down too um but yeah maybe it just wasn't that crazy uh some drama is james Conn showed up uh hungover to set oh i think one day specifically and he was like so fucked up that they couldn't use any of the takes and they said i think like the studio or something said it was something else but then he found out later it was because he was really like drunk slash hungover and uh i think rob reiner told him that like there was something wrong with the film and the lab messed it up but then he realized like the lab wasn't that and then so he offered to cover the money that he lost the studio oh well um, that's cool yeah yeah that's cool yeah, yeah 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 so that's but that was kind of interesting um also jack nicholson was offered the role but he didn't want to take another film another stephen king adaptation like he'd done with the shining and this is what it says on imdb it says after what happened on the shining so i have not reviewed the shining i think i've maybe watched bits of it i don't think i've watched all of it i'm not a massive kubrick fan do you mm-hmm. know what happened like did nicholson not have a good time on that set is there like a story that um, you know of I'm, I'm trying to think um i haven't um just off the top of my head i don't know much about his experience i've heard that like kubrick is one of these people that like will just make them like retake a scene like over and over oh. and over and over and over and over yeah, again he's really meticulous um and so and like i think he like sort of um i i, I think sh- 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 uh, i think shelly duvall like yeah said that he he really like got on her case hard and was sort of like bullying her on set and just kind of like being a dick in order to get like because I, I think he i think in his mind he wanted to get a specific per- performance out of her and like always keep her on edge and kind of keep oh. her on her toes and so that's why i, I hate her- when they i hate when i've heard of that before in other films like i've some movies we've done i've I've heard of it once or twice, and I hate that it's always the male directors that are doing it to the female. 
actresses. Yeah. I feel like, why yeah. are they never doing that to the guys? It always seems like they're doing, like, I wanted to get her, like, in this certain kind of state. Or or they tell the actor that they're acting opposite to be really mean to them or, like, cut them mm-hmm. off and ha- and not tell them why. And just so they can yeah. film their reaction. I mean, I find that kind of... I, I guess, I don't know. It's two sides of the coin. If you do that and maybe the actors know you do that and they don't mind. But for me, I guess I would be kind of like, no, that's just yeah. weird. But. Um, and then also, I, I think Stephen King just said he, as openly said, he just did not like the adaptation of, of The Shining. Like, yeah. he just didn't like it all. I don't think he liked, he, he didn't think Jack Nicholson was the right person. So I'm not, Oh, um, he didn't think Jack Nicholson was. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so um I I don't know if that's what he was referring to, but yeah that that's just what the note said that it was just like maybe I'll have to like Google at another time of like what did what did Nicholson say about working on the film maybe he had like a he might have had a similar experience maybe he like treated him weird to make him like so I mean he has to be like such a in such a different headspace mm-hmm. to be in like that like Nicholson's done so many roles that are very like um i don't know like really like deep and sociopathic yeah and i feel like and it's really funny too because i think in real life he's like and even not in real life but even the way he plays like the joker for instance in the first batman the one that tim burton did like he's like funny but he's done some that he's been like like the shining where he's been like completely like not here like i'm a completely Mm -hmm. different fucking person same with um one flew over the cuckoo's nest like in very very extremely emotional situations almost like a daniel day lewis but more like a trauma daniel day lewis yeah Yeah. um daniel day lewis is like a different level of like being this character that you're like how is this person here i also need to see chinatown um i really want to see chinatown i I saw it once a long time time ago but everyone says it's it's like it's like incredible and i don't, yeah. I don't really i don't really remember it that well so yeah i want to definitely um, see chinatown and i'm i'm doing rosemary's baby at ooh, some point yeah nice. which i've never seen so i'm kind of like <laughs> i think i'm doing it this week but yeah i'm kind of kind of scared about that but um okay yeah the other thing i have is that <clears throat> james con and kathy bates had really different acting styles when they were doing this, so they kind of clashed a little bit. Like Kathy Bates really liked to rehearse a lot because she was more from like a theater background. Mm-hmm. And James Kahn was very much of like just go in there and do it. And it kind of like <clears throat> like kind of butted heads like when they were filming. So Kathy Bates went to Rob Reiner and was like, Hey, I can't work like this. And he's like, use that for your character. Like use your frustration with him. And how he's like in the way he acts and the way you're acting and it's different in the character. So she, that's what she did, which I thought was kind oh, of crazy. Wow. That's really cool. Um, and also the, did you also say that Jessica Lang was also up? Did we mention Jessica Lang? I can't remember <clears throat> if I talked about her or not. Um, oh yeah. She also was, I think considered for uh, the role of Annie, which is crazy because she's also in American horror story with Kathy Bates. Um, oh yeah yeah that's now right. <laughs> also a lot of people if you don't know kathy bates earlier work a lot of people may know her from horror story she's in multiple seasons i mm-hmm. don't remember the last one she was in she was she in, been in, in a minute i don't think she um she was in coven and uh and apocalypse Hotel, right? she's in apocalypse okay. um I, that was might she, be the last one she was in was she in the the fourth season the carnival one yeah, she was in that one. Was? Okay. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I think right, the right. first one she's in is Coven, right? 
I believe I don't so. think she's in yeah. Asylum. Yeah, I think it's Coven, yeah. Um, God, I fuck. And the horror story this season, I mean. I'm watching it. I actually said I have to say Kim Kardashian's doing a good job. And it's it's broken up again. Like, this season is part one and part two. So we're only getting five episodes of part one. And we don't mm. know what part two is. So the next week, this week coming up is the finale of part one. So oh, it's just fun. five episodes. So I don't know what the back half is going to be. I hope it's a different cast. I hope it's like a totally new cast or like something that's not related to this one but i don't know the first one of season 10 red tide was so good and it was only like six episodes and then the back half wasn't and i was like i would have taken a whole season of red tide like with macaulay culkin we needed more macaulay culkin in horror story we only got like two scenes with him but he was really good yeah and let's see what else do i have i think that's kind of it there's actually a good amount of information on on the behind the scenes and stuff, but we've yeah, already been yeah. talking for like an hour. So let's move on to fashion. <laughs> Gloria Gresham is fashion. What did you have for fashion? Oh gosh. Okay. So, um, there's, um, I think there's one of the first scenes with Annie where like she, I think that's like where Paul wakes up and she's like, you know, being really, really sweet to him. And she's wearing what I thought was a skirt at first, but I think they're just like really long pants with like a wide leg yeah i think um, they're like culottes yeah yeah <laughs> um and i was like god those look comfortable um and then or old um, <laughs> we're like those look comfy i was like her house is cozy <laughs> yeah it's not the usual like horror film setting that's like all dark and scary and damp and you know like you know wet and you know it's it, it's it's like clean and dry and you know like you know warm like comfy and comfy you know yeah it's like comfy he has a bed he's yeah, not like yeah. in a basement like chained to a wall with nothing like yeah. he has a room and she like <laughs> empties his cup yeah. shakes it around the bed as he's like staring <laughs> at it please don't fucking spill my urine all over my fucking bed god um, there there are, are a couple um scenes where like Annie is wearing um it looks just sort of like a uh it look it's it sort of looks like a denim like sort of overall skirt like over like a uh-huh. um, cotton dress um yeah it's like it, it sort of looks like overalls kind of but not really um and then she's she also wears a different version of that where um it's sort of the same outfit but like um it's sort of like a uh like kind of a like uh, a like like dark gray instead and um i was like yes um and then it's I'm trying so to... 90s art teacher like yeah, elementary yeah. school <laughs> art teacher um and then i love what she's wearing in the scene where paul asks her to have dinner with him oh paul i'm like bitch you got this man chained into your house where the fuck are you like you think he's taking you to a restaurant is that what you think where the fuck you get that dom from where's your money coming from that's what i want to know he was like go get me some new paper blah 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 i was like they have that specific ass typing paper at the general store in the middle of nowhere fuck like yeah i mean what and how how much money how is she not like now she's feeding two people like yeah. <laughs> isn't that wouldn't that cut into your budget that's pretty big <laughs> now like feeding this person <laughs> keeping them alive 
Um, and then I also really like the sheriff's like jacket that he wears when he's sort of like checking things out. It's sort of like a sort of looks like a camel skin jacket with like a fur lining. It just looks like really warm and comfy. Um, the sheriff and and the deputy, aka his wife, are my fashion heroes of this film. Like, yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> the, I love her chunky sweater. She has like this amazing like brown chunky sweater with a really big collar. And I mm-hmm. also love his outfit too, like that one you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also thought that Lauren Bacall looked really great too. I mean, um, she's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she's an icon. She's like Samantha Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like from Sex and the City. She has that very like. <laughs> but darling, you just must write another one. <laughs> <laughs> she's like very much like that she's really cool the only um, thing i liked about paul's outfits was that was that brown briefcase that i thought was kind of cool oh, that was like yeah. kind of like weathered and that was like where he kept his manuscript and everything i thought that was really cool but his outfit like when he was driving down the mountain like wasn't really anything special it was like guy it was like 90s guy i don't know if this counts as an outfit per se but i do really love the shot where like Paul wakes up and he's like tied to the bed, and like Annie's like holding the sledgehammer, and just sort of like she just sort of like turns away briefly from the screen, and um, and um, and and she's just like, It's for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, god, just every time that he would wake up at night and she was like right there, I was like, She's gonna be right there, she's been watching you sleep, man, she's been watching you sleep, (laughs) like she's. She's wild. She's like really well because she like is a lot of different people. It's definitely like multiple personality and like border per- border. It sounds like mm-hmm. like borderline, but it it's very like it's such a difference. The people are so different, you know. Yeah. That she turns yeah. into and like the smallest thing, but it seems like some type of like immorality <laughs> triggers her like other person, and yeah. then she gets like yeah. really hung up on like one specific thing. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's really it's really kind of nuts um yeah any more fashion notes um i don't think so um i have to say i thought the misery book covers looked really tacky and um i thought that she i, I, th- I thought that misery kind of seemed like a total whore oh so... total <laughs> apparently we didn't even know who her fa- real father was because he burned that shit up so thanks a lot paul yeah yeah thanks paul <laughs> oh god the story that she was telling when she was just like my god no i simply must find out i must know what happens i was like whoa this sounds like a a soap opera like everything she's describing it's weird when you read the novel because like you see like like you get to read like what paul is typing and it serves as kind of a nice break from the story and so you kind of get sucked into like the alternate story too oh that's cool and then he pulls this shit and you don't get to find out how it ends yeah i was gonna say i was like i want to know what happens i actually i'm like annie now i'm like no but i want to know what happened yeah <laughs> like, i actually need to know what happened like no don't do this to me don't do this to me well yeah, i was actually into it trying well, to be well it's kind of funny because um I, I know it's like so irritating when people are, are just like well in the novel um but um <laughs> no but it's good to know the difference but like in but like in 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 the but like in the novel, um, like um, like Paul basically burns like a bunch of like that like trap he sets for Annie. He uh-huh. basically just uses a bunch of like scrap paper and you know like oh. you know, like, like discards. And he actually hides the real manuscript like under the bed. And then when it's over, he actually like he a- actually like gets it 
published. So, oh, like, shit. so it's just like I can't believe so, you actually did it. And then I love I know, right? like, No, you don't. You don't have any copies. He's like, you always do this and this and this. I was like, man, y'all tell too much. You can't tell people everything you actually do. I thought I famous mean, people lied. That's what I would do. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, in like the early aughts, we like kind of knew everything that Jesse Lacey was doing. You know, like, oh, that's right. We kind of did. You know, in, like I mean, kind of a weird way, I guess. We, <laughs> Finding we, out in all these weird ways. I, we didn't we drive by his house twice? Yeah, <laughs> totally. We totally did. We knew where he lived because yeah. we. The thing is, is we found out through like third and fourth hand we never actually saw him we just drove by his house like weirdos well, and nothing well, was also, there well john also gave instructions in that song about yeah. how to get to his house um son- <laughs> no it's like your i think it's called like your name or like sunrise highway i know yeah, the song yeah. is like go east on sunrise highway and then or Turn it's like the address to like his house or something it's a long avenue turn right at the first stop oh yeah that's straylight run i think right yeah 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 um and jesse Lacey lived uh in like a few towns over from where i went to college so during the time that they were popular like people knew them because it was so like one degree of separation at that point Mm -hmm. they were all like in high school or whatever so we found out through someone in our dorm who like took us like we were in the car and she was like there it's so Jesse Lisa we're like oh my god it's so cool <laughs> and then like yeah then like we knew and then everyone else we were it's like Graceland but there was never anything interesting <laughs> it was just very I, weird I wanted to get outside and steal some glass <laughs> some grass clippings from his lawn but I was not allowed I was like no we are not stopping the car <laughs> keep going it's like a small street it wasn't even like a really big street it was like off a of main street but it was like kind of a little small side street but that was way that was in the before times before um yeah (laughs) we know what we know now but yeah it's it was kind of wild but i guess even the fact that he never thought that the thing is he told people this is back to the story paul told everyone that he was at this lodge like people knew his pattern he had a definite pattern which is what you're never supposed to have Mm -hmm. um which is kind of nuts if you're like that i'm assuming he's like really really famous i mean yeah i I, I sort of got the sense he was kind of like a you know like a daniel Steele or a jacqueline suzanne type character yeah kind of you know like um you know like a like person who like i i think you'd probably recognize you know like Mm -hmm. um you know he he probably did a lot of like talk show appearances you know so yeah because he said merv griffin she said i saw you on merv Mm -hmm. griffin like 11 years ago so like he's been popular obviously eight books in the series so it's like jk rowling almost like a big serial book like people really love you know can recognize you like all that kind of stuff so that's interesting but yeah fashion i thought was interesting but Nothing crazy, but it was very like cool and yeah, yeah. I like the temperature, like the winter fashion. I like that it was like a winter fashion. Cool. So music, did you get anything? There's only a little bit of music in this. Yeah, there's that song at the beginning, like as he's leaving, and then um, we get um, Annie mentioning that she's going to put on her Liberace records. Liberace. Shotgun by Junior Walker and the All Stars is that's the song that's that's the only song in it that's not a Liberace song. That's like the beginning. Oh, really? Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I um. I uh, I'm trying to think. I 
I thought the score was like fine too, but I, I it, it didn't like stick out. It just sort of like blended into the background, you know. Yeah. And aside from like, I'll be seeing you, which was like that one, the Liberace version of that, and also like the first song is Tchaikovsky, uh, Piano Concerto One. The second one is one of my favorites by Beethoven, Moonlight Sonata. It's like such a mm. great. Uh, I think that sounds similar to what Lestat plays in Interview with the Vampire when he comes back from the dead and he's like playing it yeah. and he's like yeah and he's playing us on the like piano it sounds similar to that i think that's be- i don't i think that's actually an original score the one that's in interview with the vampire but it sounds like this beethoven yeah because i was like is this that song i was like what song is this but yeah that's all i have for music because there's not really a ton in this one yeah favorite scenes and lines what are your some of your favorites oh boy um <laughs> Well, I don't know what I'm going to um, name this episode. I don't know what <laughs> quote I'm going to name it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I um I thought that the like uh the like opening scene that takes place during the credits where Paul is like leaving and um like um it just sort of you know you you, you sort of like see him like relax and he's like he finished his book and. He's having a cigarette. He's having champagne. He's in a really good mood. You know, I guess I probably, I guess finishing a book is sort of like finishing it like, like a term paper in college. You're just like, oh God, that feels nice. You know, but like, even more when you're like a fucking world famous artist and and writer, and you get like a big check when you finish this fucking book. I mean, I think the check probably changes things. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes it like he's probably like fuck yeah. Um, and you know, just like the mood is very like c- c- celebratory. And he's like driving down the mountain. He's like a little loosey goosey because he's had the champagne and you know, like the you know, like oh, the damn. you know, and then the snow starts to come in and you know he starts to sort of bit. But you know, the first thing he wants to do is protect his book, which is over on the passenger seat. And then like things get really bad and the car flips, and then it's just like dead silence and the song stops. And it's uh-huh. like, Ooh. And I was like, okay, this is not going to be like a like a fun like happy movie (laughs) no and the dom i thought was kind of nice i was like what a nice treat (laughs) to have like a bottle of dom and they were like yeah we always know he stays here because he orders a bottle of dom and like has a cigarette (laughs) like they all know like that was his thing they have to order to like get it up there and stuff it's interesting or 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 as annie calls it dom dom (laughs) perignon yeah i know (laughs) he's like yeah that's what i need (laughs) so funny um and then i just um love when he wakes up in annie's house and she's just like super sweet and super gentle with him and she's like you know it's okay paul you're safe i'm your number one fan i'm Um, your number one fan in such a threatening (laughs) calming way (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) that probably has to be the title right i'm your number one fan yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Sorry. Damn. It's already decided. It was either that or you want me to burn my book? <laughs> that was one quote I wrote down. <laughs> but maybe um, I'm your number one fan. We'll have to go somewhere. I'm trying to think. And then I talked about like when things start to get a bit, you know, loosey Dicey. Juicy. <laughs> yeah, when a little he, dicey. <laughs> you know, she's like feeding him that soup that looks so good. Like, it's so just, good. I was like, oh, God, I love tomato soup. I have um, to, I'm trying to decide what um, actual scene I'm going to clip, but I think my favorite, it has to be about the paper and the smudging of the paper. <laughs> like, yeah. how she had to try it on the other part of the word smudge. Like, yeah. I, I love that it was the word smudge, and he goes, see? And then she goes, huh. And then she does it, 
You're right. It does smudge. You know what? I always get shit wrong. You got the wrong paper, Annie. I can't type on this one, Annie. <laughs> it's going to smudge, Annie. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. This is like what everyone who works in an office and they like ordered the wrong supply and like it was the complete wrong one and your boss just like berates you because it's the wrong like printer cartridge or like toner cartridge or like you didn't do this right and it jammed and like blah, blah, blah. This is like totally like, the perfect rant. I think well well i'll get your stupid paper but you better start showing me a little appreciation around here mr man yeah mr man she calls him that like twice yeah i thought she was like gonna assault him at one point i was like is this gonna turn like weird weird but thankfully that didn't happen well the the, the, the second time is when like um is when like he starts to type the, the like novel and he just, I think he just sort of thinks like, all right, I'll give this crazy bitch what she wants. And so I think he just kind of seems like half-assed and Annie comes in and she's like, no, 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 this is not going to do. This is not what happened. Then she like gives that speech about how she like saw the, um, the like uh, chapter plays and, 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 and then Paul's like, oh, you mean cliffhangers? And she's like, I know that Mr. Man. I'm not <laughs> stupid. They also called them serials, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. That's how people would watch them. Like, yeah. go see those, like, plays and stuff. And then, like, yeah, next that, week, that, you need to, like, that, ugh. That sounds so infuriating. Like, It I really does. It. Like, you get left off at, like, some crazy cliffhanger and you have to, like, come back the next week. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Yeah. I could yeah. not handle that. I would just, like, lose my mind. That's, ugh. No way. Got the wrong paper, Annie. <laughs> Um, I, I, I do sort of like one of the first scenes with like the sheriff um, when like um, his wife is driving she puts his her hand on, on his knee and he like turns her and she's like Virginia when you're in this car you're not my wife you're my deputy and and and, and, and then his wife's like, like well this deputy would would ra- rather be at home under the covers with the sheriff I love them <laughs> and I was actually very upset when she shot the sheriff I wrote I the, she shot the sheriff <laughs> like what but, the fuck I love them but, she but did I did not, not kill, kill the, the deputy <laughs> she so didn't stupid. do it she didn't do it I love it that's in uh, that's in that behind the music from the Simpsons like yeah, Marge funny. ends up playing it and then she goes good night Scranton <laughs> she like, yeah. walks off stage Lisa wrote a tell all book <laughs> <laughs> like, where are my residuals i fucking love that behind the laughter we were talking about the other day that we have to do an episode on it because it's so good <laughs> it's like so so good um well, my first favorite scene was when like it was like probably like one of the the turning moments when annie freaks out about misery's death in the book and she like yeah. wakes up in the middle yeah. of the night and that's when she just like totally fr- like freaks out like that, that's, when, uh, that's like when she comes in in the middle and she's like you yeah you dirty bird how could you she can't be dead misery chastain cannot be dead and then she like flips out and she starts shaking the bed and she's like you did it you did it you <laughs> killed my misery it <laughs> was why i was like whoa she's like and then she's like i thought you were good paul but you're not good. You're just another lying old dirty birdie. And I don't think I should be around you anymore. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, what's she going to do? <laughs> and, 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 and that's when she drops the bomb. And she's like, and don't even think about <laughs> a- 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 anyone coming for you. Not the doctors. Not your agent. Not your family. Because I never called them. 
nobody knows you're here, and you better hope nothing happens to me, because if I die, you die. I know. When she said that, I was like, fuck. What the hell? And we already saw his legs were like so messed up. And I was like, oh my God. He can't like walk at all. This is crazy. How the fuck is he going to get out of this? I'm only 20 minutes in. Oh my God. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. Like, what the fuck's going to happen to this guy? Because the only thing I'd seen, I'd seen that the bit with the knife, you know, where he like wakes up and she's like, you're looking for this when he like hit it. He hit a really large knife, to be fair. That was like of an overkill to yeah, hide in your I mean, sleeve like you, that was a bit big you were getting kind of greedy you know? yeah like that was a little bit presumptuous i think you could like handle that like when she actually was in the room it's different <laughs> than when you were practicing but um i was just like i was like holy shit like this really really reminds me of when uh you that turning point <laughs> you find out that they're in the wrong cave in descent and we just did it on patreon that moment where they're like the one girl's like okay there's three ways out of the cave we'll be fine and then they're like just check the map juno just check the book uh i didn't bring it it. what i knew this wasn't right i knew this from the start like oh fuck what's gonna another time when it was like 20 minutes in and i was like oh god i thought they were gonna die of like starvation and being stuck underground but no i was like well at least they didn't die of starvation at least yeah that's a horrible slow uh yeah yeah. but they did have water down in that cave though i mean there was water around i mean that there was water yeah it would turn into alive if someone yeah. died, then that would yeah, that's how you'd have to stay. The only problem is it's room temp. It's not alive where it's frozen when you wouldn't get sick. Yeah, that's true. Um, same with yellow jackets. Wasn't that oh no, they cooked her. Yeah. Didn't they cook yeah. her? Yeah, they didn't eat her like frozen. Oh god. Well, I, I guess they planned <laughs> on I'm sorry that it's just so casual us talking about cannibalism <laughs> on yellow jackets because that's exactly well it's survival I guess and what are you gonna do yeah I mean you know cannibalism is hot right now so it kind of is bones and all there's something else yeah. that was like some cannibal <laughs> thing that I was like oh okay oh we're just doing that all right that's cool um I uh, I know we talked about this briefly before but I, I the scene on Paul's face when like Annie lets the pig in and he's just like and he, he just the expression on his face is like what <laughs> like, <gasps> this and this is misery and then she, this is my favorite sow misery um and then like and then she does that thing where like she like gets mi- like the pig out of the room and she like snorts at her like <laughs> And then she like turns, and she like turns around, and snorts at Paul. Like, I was like, <laughs> so weird. I also love when she's when he finally she forces him. I was like, this is hell to be forced to write a book that you have no intention of writing. That's like crap only for one person to like literally let you escape with your life. And then he writes it and gives it to her. And then she's like, Misery's alive! Misery's alive! Oh, this whole house is. Full of romance. I'm gonna put on my Liberace records, like <laughs> screaming. I was like, "Oh my god, this woman is out of her mind!" Like, she, and then she also asked, "Like, anything else I can get for you while I'm in town? How about a tiny tape recorder, or how about a handmade pair of writing slippers?" I was like, "What? 
<laughs> riding slippers what is she talking about and that's when he's like no just the paper and she's like are you sure i can bring back the whole store what's the matter what's the matter and then she's just like i clean you i dress you i was like that's right she's your wife man <laughs> like, she does everything for you how dare you get on her about this paper so what let the fucking paper dry i mean it won't smudge forever like yeah. just let the fucking thing dry you just, just feeding you, you. You just had to speak up, didn't you? Like you just had to try to break out with a bobby pin. I can't believe that worked. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's that's impressive. <laughs> like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, to not actually know like how to do it. Um, let's see. I also um I, all my notes are funny. They're like, shit, he finally made it back in the room after she was gone. <laughs> like I'm like writing like as I'm watching it um i like that pov camera angle that we get from every time we see like annie like over his bed like we get oh, that yeah. really cool like angle where it's like we're in um paul's eyes and we see her like yeah. right over the bed or everything i thought that was really cool um i do also really like that like the sheriff or not the sheriff but like the main chief or something like was like well we're presuming that the writer paul sheldon is probably dead and we just have to find his body and we just haven't found him yet you know but we'll find it there's no way he could have survived out here and then you see like the deputy and the sheriff are like mm-hmm. no yeah. see these marks out here someone pried him out of this car he's still alive <laughs> or he might be and he's like i love that he like knew and the other guy was like well he's probably gone <laughs> so oh well i was like damn y'all didn't even like really look that hard well, I, that was um, really crazy i um can can that scene where paul just sort of tr- tr- tries to try to like you know just like write whatever just to get you know through the day and then, and, and he's just like no and then and, and gives gives that speech about, about the serials and she and she she's just you find find out what happened she gets so upset and you just like see her like losing she's just like that's not what happened that's not what happened last week have you all got amnesia they just cheated us this isn't fair he didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car you know (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine i could not imagine where it's supposed to be vermont or like maine i shit's always like i think they're in in those places actually oh that's right you are in colorado yeah yeah, yeah. no i that's, think that was, it sounds like something that would happen no, in like I, kansas I, I, or like um, michigan I, <laughs> no i i think that most of his novels do take place in maine but i think that in, in the novel there's a specific reference to what give to like the hotel in the sh- sh- shining because they like all take place oh. in kind of the same world and i think annie makes a reference to you know oh you know that that fire that took place at that hotel upstate you know or something so um, no, I, I, I think that this does actually take place in colorado um, oh so like the same universe yeah yeah oh that's um, cool but um, i also then, love when paul finds the clippings and you see all of those like newspaper articles and i was like dragon lady why is she yeah. dragon lady <laughs> <laughs> um she's sick yeah. she's like killing yeah, yeah. people like left and right like and cereal you yeah the, the, there's like one article where it's like top nursing student falls to her death and then on, yeah. on the next page it's like annie wilkes graduates nursing school with top <laughs> honors <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, then it's like Annie Wilkes, head of intensive care nursing. Like she just like moves up. She just becomes like the the top person. I'm assuming she 
she didn't work though because wait the thing is that was really confused is that she got arrested but she somehow got acquitted but they said was she ever in jail because she wasn't like that old enough to be gotten out of jail well i well i think that i I think that she i I think um well i think that they she was put on trial for murder but i think they were able to she was able to get acquitted so damn how um I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess she must have had a really, really good good lawyer. Um, Fuck, that's just um, crazy. But uh, oh, there is there is also the scene where like um, Paul breaks out for the first time and he like hears her car and he's like trying to get back into the room and he's like rushing and it just like mm-hmm. that bed back and forth, back and forth between Annie just kind of like slowly like you know tr- you know like stomping up the stairs and dropping like, one ream of paper. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, and Paul's like able to get back into his room and lock the door like just in time. And then like Annie comes in and she's like, "Paul, you're dripping with perspiration. Oh, your that's color, right. Your 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 color is very hectic. What have you been doing? Hectic. I know. It's like, what do you think? Getting out. Getting the fuck out of here. He's like, you left me without my pills. So that's <laughs> yeah. like a kind of a symptom of like withdrawal." But I yeah. feel like they that wasn't made that clear because we didn't know what those pills were. We didn't know that they were for sure codeine. Yeah, um, yeah. Because he wasn't like, even when he was, in the beginning, I guess the pain was a lot, but he didn't need the pain pills after a while. But I guess it like made him comatose. But then she like was shooting him. She was just shooting yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Just like running around <laughs> with a needle. But she was shooting him in the muscle though. She wasn't shooting him in the vein because it was too fast. She was just like, yeah. <laughs> so like a tranquilizer or something. It was kind of nuts. I was like, shit, man. So I also I love know- the general store too. Oh yeah. No, I, no, I do too. Um, so I don't know about you, but I love a good writing montage. Oh yeah. <laughs> just furious like- typing. Yeah, just you know, just like just the keys going clack, clack, clack. You know, <laughs> I love when they flip the paper, like they pull the yeah. paper as they're typing and like loading more, and then like floating. The, yeah, it's really cool, and like it's really, really hard to type on a typewriter. Um, yeah. I'm sure that it was probably easier when you learn on a typewriter, and that's how you got used to. It. But now we're so used to having a delete key mm-hmm. that like you have to have like perfect spelling. Like you yeah. have people who were like typists back in the day. Like that's a skill. The fact that yeah. they kind of saw it as like an easier skill than others. Like, I feel like that was so hard because you can't waste. If you like write a whole page for someone, like a letter that gets dictated and then you mess something up or you mess up the order of the words, like you're fucked. Yeah. Like you, you, you can go it. in and try to correct it, but sometimes you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. It's like really, um, I mean, I might think about it. I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot. Um, there was, <laughs> there was one small scene that, that just made me laugh. When um when Annie's like about to leave the room and like she's walking to towards the door and then just before she leaves she like turns around she's like I have faith in you my darling catch this and then she throws him an air kiss like no yeah and then he's like he like reaches out and grabs it he's like I want to die and then when they actually get into like that massive it kind of like really escalates like after she shoots the sheriff. Sheriff comes yeah. in, dicking around, and then he finally makes a bunch of noise, and he's like, "Help! Help! I'm down here!" And the sheriff's like about to get him, and then pss, shotgun to the back, like "Fuck!" He's like, <laughs> "Shit!" Like he's always like trying to get out, and she catches him. 
which yeah. is really funny. Yeah. So he, she's that's when she like ties into the thing. I love when she was <laughs> just like, "I'm gonna kill you, you cocksucker!" Like <laughs> she's so like moral and like doesn't swear or anything, but then she's like swearing at him, like, "I'm gonna kill you!" And they get in this gnarly fight, and then like yeah, he lights is- his book on fire and shoves like the charred bits <laughs> in her mouth, and is like, "You want it? You want it? Eat it till you choke, you sick, twisted fuck!" Like he's yeah. trying to kill her, knocks her out with a type writer and i was like that bitch isn't dead Mm-mm. we've seen horror <laughs> movies we know she's not dead it was really violent for that to be yeah. like a male female fight and for him yeah. she was like not stopping like she was like uh-uh you can't take yeah, it down. it's it's like crazy just because like multiple things are like happening at like all at once so, like yeah know, like, he lights the manuscript on fire and then annie's like you know when annie's like bent over it's screaming like no no she like lifts up the typewriter hits her in the head with it and then and then he, she like attacks him, and she like gouges out her eyes. I and know. Then, and then she like, and then he, he sort of like does that karate chop, like <laughs> you know, like to, to the face, and then it like knocks her back. And then she grabs her gun, and she like shoots him, and, it, and the shot like knocks him back. And then he like tackles her, and then you know he's like sh- shoving the burnt paper into her her mouth and then yeah. and then he, and then she, she, she like knees him in the balls and then he like trips her and then she like hits her head on like the typewriter and yeah. it's like i was like wow that that was that, that was a fast 20 seconds you know like yeah it was crazy i was yeah, like oh yeah. my god all this shit's happening this is nuts <laughs> so wild i think it was so crazy and then finally, I was like, she didn't die. And then I was like, oh my god, she jumps up and then she like gets him again. And then they're like in the hallway. And then I'm like, holy shit, she didn't die. And then we finally get like the final kill shot. And we're just like, yeah. fuck. And then it goes 18 months later. And I was like, ooh, update. Yeah. I love the updates. <laughs> and then it was like in New York at the restaurant. He has a, like a cane, but he's like walking in looking like Sonny from The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like walking in, like meeting with like Lauren Bacall. And he's just like, she's like, you know, I know you like wrote this book and he has this new novel out. And she's like, have you ever thought about nonfiction to write about what actually happened in that house? And he's like, I don't know. Like she creeps around. Like I sometimes I think I see Annie and like the waitress. It was was Kathy Bates. It was Annie. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Like and then I was like, wait, is she really alive? And he's like, even though I know she's dead, like it's just kind of wild. And he sees other woman who's like another like you know waitress and like turns into someone else. And he's like, hi. And then she's like, hi, are you Paul Sheldon? And he's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh these fucking weirdos <laughs> like it's kind of nuts too now to think about how some fans are like really harmful and we've yeah. had like incidents now where like selena we had the the singer that was killed who was on american idol i think like right at a greeting like a meet and greet oh that's so, right yeah yeah there have been a lot of like really like fan um you know like interactions and also like john lennon like that yeah, was like course. a fan. Yeah. So like we have a lot of those incidents, you know, like throughout life, but it's, it's kind of nuts. This was, I'm glad I saw this like in full, got to break it down. Queen Kathy Bates. I mean, deserved yeah. everything <laughs> and more. So she really earned that Oscar. I yeah, thought it was was, cool. yeah. It was, it was fun. Oh, what movie won best picture this year? Uh, I think it was dances with wolves. Oh, uh, was Misery not Misery? I don't think was only nominated for her, right? Like it wasn't yeah. nominated for Best Picture or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I, okay. I, I think Dances with Wolves won 
for both Best Picture and Best Director for Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he directed that. Cool. Well, uh, join us on the Patreon. We're doing other cool stuff for October. We have some other things coming out this month. So, yeah, it should be fun. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.